No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. We're back here live on the Roar. It's press box with Brad and John. You know, we'll talk to Jason Priester here in about 20 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Talk some Clemson recruiting. I don't even know if the NF, if the Falcons Belichick marriage ever even occurs. And there are some reports, there's some rumors out there that Belichick doesn't want to be involved with Atlanta because of Rich McKay. Uh, there's a, apparently a history between those two that has not been positive, so uh, maybe maybe that has something. He's a, he's a worried he won't get along with Rich McKay, uh, according to some some reports. Maybe, maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's not really. In fact, uh, Albert Breer wrote this week, uh, quote, that set up a year later might need more adjusting because it's hard to see Belichick being comfortable with any sort of arrangement where he's reporting to McKay. Mostly because those who have been on the same page over the years, those two have been on the same page over the years, with the former Patriots coach uh, disdain for the NFL's competition committee that McKay has long chaired. So McKay's worked with the NFL and went against um, Belichick on some competition committee stuff. So, yeah, but was that Brady or was that Belichick back then, Brad? But my my question is, why would Belichick? Take two interviews with with Atlanta. I'm, I'm just talking this out. Why sure. would take two interviews with Arthur Blank if McKay was such a sticking point that he won't work for him? Do you think he was trying to convince uh, the the owner of a team to fire his CEO? No. So that Belichick could come in? No, no. I, I don't know. No, but first of all, why, why would Belichick care about Atlanta that much? Why do you want that job that badly that he would try to he would advocate for getting a CEO fired? I just don't. I don't think he would. No. There's, there's other jobs, there's opportunities. You don't even have to coach if you don't really want to. You know, like yeah, it just seems like a, a large step to take to try to get a guy. Right. So if he took the two jobs, he was he had to be okay with something. But at the end of the day, John, I asked you during the break, who who signs the check? Whose name is on the bottom of the check? Arthur Blank. At the end of the day, yeah, that's who you're answering to. Now, if if Bill needs confirmation, maybe that's some part of the negotiation where hey, I don't answer to McKay, I answer to you. Can I get that in writing? Maybe there's a sticking point there. So, I I would get that if maybe that's been an issue. But I don't think he takes two interviews if he's just like, okay, McKay's involved, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like he, I just I, I, like I would be shocked. Yeah, that he went especially to the great lengths he had to go to visit Blank. It's not like they came to Bill Belichick's house to do the interview. It's very opposite of college. You go to the place to do the interview. You get on a plane. Yeah. McKay's been in power there one year. I just, I just don't I think, think I think that's too much. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying there isn't a rift between those. Oh, I, I could totally buy that. Cer- certainly. I can buy a rift between any two people. <laughs> you and I have a rift. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, well, like, I mean, yeah, you can buy that, but at the same time, it's, you got to be able to work professionally here. I just don't see Arthur Blank not hiring. One of the greatest coaches of all time because of his CEO that he's had for a year. And vice versa, I don't think Bill Belichick's turning down a job because of a one-year CEO. 
I also just want to remind Falcons fans for a moment. Some perspective here, okay? Sometimes when your job's on the market, you overinflate yourself a little bit. Fair to say? Yes, I also think you can overinflate yourself because your rival, the Carolina Panthers, are 2-15 and 15 and also on the market. Here's what Atlanta has done since the 2017 season. That was the last time they made the playoffs. That was the year after they lost to Bill Belichick's Patriots in the Super Bowl. They went to the playoffs in 17. Here's what they've done since then. 7-9, and 7-9, 4-12. They fired Dan Quinn five games into the season, and Raheem Morris ran the show the rest of the year. Then they hired Arthur Smith and went 7-10, and 7-10, 7-10. So they haven't had a winning season. There's so much there for Bill Belichick to break and ruin, <laughs> Brad. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out, where are you going to go? Like, how far down do you think you can go? Like, why does it feel so risky to bring in Bill Belichick? That's my point. Why is this? Over? You've been 7-9, I mean, the NFL added an extra game to your to the schedule so you could get that 10th loss. Because you went 7-9, 7-9 in back-to-back years, NFL said, Let's add another game to the schedule so that the Falcons end up with a loss so they go 7-10 every year. You're a seven-win team with one four-win season in there. And yeah. you're, you're so there's so much there so for Bill Belichick to break. picky about what you get as a head coach. You know, one more thing we talked about in the last segment about it, Brad, when I was saying that if you, got, if you hired Bill Belichick, it would instantly give you a credible face to the franchise. Brad, we had pushback on the text line, on the Adams Go Roofing text line. Text got in and said it's Bijan Robinson and it's not even close. Brad, you did a little statistical deep dive on Bijan Robinson and well, kind of. Well, I, I don't. I don't want to frame this like I think Bijan's a bad player. I know. I, I don't want that to be the framework either. But I, I, I can't buy that he's the face. He's like the 14th leading rusher in the NFL this year. Also, in the way that the NFL is constructed after 23 and into 2024, you can't make. If a, a running back. back is the face of your franchise, you need to reevaluate your franchise. As good as I think he is, and I think he was not used wisely, and I think he could be used in great ways. He can't be the face of your franchise. Detroit didn't draft Jameer Gibbs to be the face of their franchise. They already had that. You know, Carolina had Christian McCaffrey as the face of their franchise. Yeah, it worked horribly. Didn't didn't go right at all. And they ended up trading him for pennies on the dollar to get out of his contract. And now he's flourishing. He's the only guy you make a case for that I think could be a face of the franchise. Uh, Derrick Henry, but he's just he's aging. And he's about to walk out of that franchise. Yeah, they don't want him anymore. The, the, the whole face of the franchise is too old to be running back there now. They don't want him anymore. Think about that. That's one of the reasons Vrabel got fired. It's because he didn't want to get rid of Henry, and the organization wants to move on from him. Kyron Williams was the third leading rusher in the NFL. Nobody knew who Kyron Williams was this time last year. Played at Notre Dame. But nobody knew, nobody knew who he was in the NFL. James Cook was fourth. See the face of the Bills? No. <laughs> He probably probably needed the ball a little more uh, in the game the other night. Cause probably so, yeah. Allen went throwing around great. Uh, DeAndre Swift, James Conner. I mean, nobody talks about James Conner. Puts up 1,000 yards every year. Najee Harris, is he the face of the Steelers? Oh, gosh, I hope not. Again, it's not that Bijan's a bad player. It's just I don't think your running back can be your franchise player, the face. Saquon Barkley's probably the face of the Giants, and what are they? They're they're going in the annual franchise tag nonsense with him, but they're not any good. No, they're terrible. 
He's the face of their franchise. And they're terrible. And they're overpaid quarterback. Yeah. Joe Mixon is a good running back on a great offense, right? When when they're fully funded and healthy. Sure. He's not the face. You paid Burrow a gazillion and a half dollars to be your face. You got to decide if you're going to pay T. Higgins or not to continue to be. I, th- I think he's one of the faces of the Sure, franchise. yeah. He's one of those, those handful of guys that you instantly think of when you think of the Cincinnati Bengals and the way they're currently constructed. Tony Pollard had a thousand yard season. Dow's about to run him out. They don't want him anymore. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's the problem if you make the run back to face your franchise two years later, you don't want him anymore. Can't get to a certain level. I think B. John's a phenomenal talent. Oh, he's a great player. He's played 17 games. But he he cannot be the face of the franchise. (laughs) He only started seven games in 2023. Can't be the face of the franchise right now. You need to develop that. Could your coach become that if you hired Bill Belichick? It gives you a bridge to to somebody. But if another no-name coordinator who nobody's ever heard of, you're once again a franchise without anybody that you can really point to. Yeah. Man. I don't know what the answers are in Atlanta to fix everything, but I think there are enough enough signs that doing what you've been doing year after year after year is just simply not going to get it done anymore. And what's the definition of insanity, Brad? Yeah. Yeah. I, is, I can't promise you Bill Chat's going to do anything. I can't promise you he's going to win. He's going to get you above 7 and 10. But I'm pretty sure if you continue to hire the same people you've been hiring with the same people hiring them, then there's a good chance you're going to continue to go 7-10. and 10. Yep. Odds are you're looking for another coach two years from now. At least you got a proven winner who can Mike can pull you out. If he doesn't, okay, he's wait. 72 years old. He walks away in two years. And at least you can say you tried something different. You went out and aggressively pursued a Hall of Famer to lead your franchise. Yeah. Ooh, Texer says Higgins with McLaren in Washington makes sense. <laughs> Man, I love for that. For everyone other than... It doesn't make sense for T. Higgins. <laughs> makes sense for me. It does not make sense for T. Higgins. I would not advise him <laughs> to go down that road. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because it looks like Terry McLaurin's having so much fun being a wide receiver in Washington these last couple of years. Yeah. He's been well compensated. He has been paid well, and he chose to stay there. He chose to to take the money. So I, I don't I, – I feel bad that I think he's been underused. Yes. And not maxed out his talent. Because they've had quarterback issues and no offensive rhythm or play calling or identity or whatever you just want to no call offense. It. You just call, oh, you just call okay. it that. All right, fair enough. Uh, it, it has it has been reported by it, this is going to make Falcons fans very happy, but um, the Athletic we'll have Daniel showing later this week believes that the there's some momentum lost with Belichick and the Falcons. So you, you're probably going to get your wish. You're going to hire somebody that we don't know. And uh, <laughs> we've never heard of before. <laughs> it's you, you, you can't, you can't pick out who he is, and he'll probably go on in two years. Speaking of someone who's done that, whose team's done that a lot, and I was not really for. I, I understood the Ron Rivera hire at the time. I didn't like it. I said that. I said this is not going to help the pro, not help the program, the organization advance. <laughs> Like where it needs to go, but at the same time, their their wills are stuck in the mud anyway, because of the uh, because of the owner. But that's changed now. Texture says uh, the Falcons are going to hire the Ravens' defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Well, to something that you have been griping about for years, 
I would help try to start fixing the uh, Atlanta Falcons defense, which I don't hate the hire. It's it's better than some of the offensive coordinator names I've heard. Yeah. Uh, is it better than Raheem Morris? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't dislike Raheem Morris. I don't, I don't dislike Raheem Morris. I just don't think I think Raheem Morris needs to get out of the NFC South if he ever wants to be a head coach again. Fair. But I I do think that Mike McDonald, uh, I, I, again he he's got to got to surround himself with the right people, run the right offense, get the right coordinator to come in there. I don't know what that looks like, but do I do I respect McDonald as a, as a coordinator highly? I, I mean I don't I don't know what he can be as a head coach. Again, it goes right back to the whole conversation. We don't know what he can be as a head coach. I think he'd be pretty good. We don't know that. We think, but we don't know. I feel that Arthur Smith was the answer. He was not. No, because he handed the ball off to Derrick Henry over and over again. But he wouldn't hand it off to Bijan over and over and over again. And he, you know, made Ryan Tannehill somewhat competent. He got Ryan Tannehill rich. <laughs> he made Ryan Tannehill a ton of money. Uh, before we head to break and go to Jason Priest, we have a little bit of breaking news in the National Basketball Association. If you're interested in those things, I'm always interested in breaking. We've got news. a trade. Yeah, who we got? Miami is sending or is acquiring Charlotte's Terry Rozier for a package, sending Kyle Lowry and draft picks to the okay. Charlotte Hornets. Well, we're gonna have uh, Will Plachik on later in the show, so figured it'd be good timely fashion. Exactly. All right, we'll uh, we'll touch on that coming up with Will as we get the lowdown from what's going on in the Panthers organization since they promoted from within assistant general manager, now general manager and president of operations dan morgan we'll talk about that with will coming up later before we get to that jason priester from allclemsontigers.com recruiting director is going to join us to talk junior day offers and a lot more right after this don't go anywhere feeling trapped with that old phone don't getting a new phone is easy Come into Verizon and get one of our best phones on us with Select Trade-In on Unlimited Ultimate Plan and get a plan that helps you save by only paying for what you need. Act now and get a brand new phone at your Verizon store today. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on Unlimited Ultimate Plan required. Less up to $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Trading conditions apply. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle and flat roofs for residential commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 88 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. The cold weather is here. Harrison's is the place to load up on layers from lightweight long sleeve t-shirts to heavy duty Sherpa line coats and everything in between. Harrison's is the home of work, western, and wow! But nobody does work like we do. FR, high vis, work boots, and safety shoes of all types, plus a huge selection of workwear for men and women. Harrison's has what you need to work safe and work warm all winter long. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden or get free shipping from harrisonsusa.com. 
It's Race for the Green Time. Go ahead and make your plans to sign up today. Run signup.com. It's coming your way March 16th, 2024. Make a commitment to do your first 5K or half marathon and take advantage of those early bird pricing. Run signup.com. Great swag, the beautiful medal that everybody talks about. This is our 14th annual half marathon and 5K. Sign up today. Don't forget March 16th, 2024. Run signup.com and come on and have a great time. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I've thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Step into the state-of-the-art, pre-owned showroom at Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. Ralph Hayes Toyota has hundreds of pre-owned and certified pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from, and they have award-winning service techs to take care of them when needed. If you've been looking for your next pre-owned vehicle, test drive one today at Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. In business for over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price, Ralph Hayes Toyota. Coach Dabo Sweeney here from the Clemson Tigers. Just like high schools across the upstate, Clemson fans love football. But one thing I love more than football is my family. That's why we talk to our three children about alcohol and other drugs. Alcohol is the leading cause of death among youth. But the truth is, most upstate youth aren't drinking or using drugs. Remind your teenagers that most teens choose to be healthy and drug-free. Talk to your teens about drugs and alcohol. They will listen. For more information, go to phoenixcenter.org. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. The ugly truth is when you buy a timeshare, you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. I recently helped a couple that had their maintenance fees go from $800 to $3,200 a year. They also received a $4,000 assessment for a hurricane that was over 1,000 miles away. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. Call 800-414-7272. That's 800-414-7272. 800-414-7272. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. What teams and situations concern you in sports? Yeah, yeah, I am concerned. You know, I'm concerned, but, you know, we didn't get it done tonight, um, and that's my level of concern. Tune in Wednesday on the Press Box to see if your problems make the concern-o-meter. Weekdays from 9 until noon, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Fort Hill Natural Gas. Go to their website, fhnga.com today. A lot of tips on things you can do 
during the cold spells that we uh, currently are under. Of course, it's going to start raining a lot, but uh, winter is upon us, and there's a lot of things you can do. Some energy tips, some some savings. Everybody likes a little extra cash in the pockets, things you can do. Go check that out over at FHNGA.com. Fort Hill Natural Gas has been serving Pickens, Oconee, and Northern Anderson counties since 1952. And they can help you choose the most economical source of energy for your home or your business. Go check out their Easily and Seneca offices for information. Or you can check out that website, FHNGA.com. And you can get updates on uh, rates and payment plans and available rebates. Uh, how to start a new service for your home or business. they got it all there on the website. Enjoy warmer heat, endless hot water, cooking without power, and grilling without a tank at Fort Hill Natural Gas. 654-ROAR. We're going to go to the guest lines now and bring on Jason Priester from com. Recruiting director joining us to talk about this upcoming week and what all is going on. Hey, Jason, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty well, man. How about yourself? Doing really well. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about with you. Uh, recruiting is heating up now for the Clemson Tigers, especially with the 2025 class as Junior Day is on the horizon. Uh, give us the latest uh, news. Uh, I know you reported earlier there's someone who's not coming to Junior Day, and then are there any any additions over the last 24 to 48 hours to, to note? Yeah, I think – you know, this is a big weekend for Clemson. You know, one of the bigger weekends of the year. Got got some big names coming in this weekend. Probably none other than none bigger than David Sanders, who who we found out over the weekend will be here for for Junior Day. I think this is a good step in the right in the right direction. You know, getting this kid back on campus. He, he's arguably the top target in the class, regardless of position. There's going to be a bunch of offensive linemen on campus this weekend. Um, what do you make of that? Is that is that a Matt Luke effect? Is it just a just a general sort of push in that direction, regardless of who the O line coach is? I think it's a combination of the two. I think you wanted to make that kind of push, considering the way things turned out for you in the last recruiting class. Clemson didn't get their first offensive line commit until July of last year for twenty twenty four. You don't want to get started off on that same foot again. I think you want to cast a wider net. Get a bigger pool of guys in here for your first junior day, and that's what they've done. You know, on top of Sanders, you've got um, Chauncey Good and the four stars coming in, four-star offensive lineman Mason Short, the former Alabama commit, he's coming in. Um, Braden Jacobs, another four-star kid who's been on campus multiple times in the past year, he'll be here. Um, three-star Mel Waldrop, um, three-star Gavin Blanchard, who is a who goes to the same high school as Drew and Wade Wood as. And, and then um, four-star Jalen Beckley out of Texas will be making his first visit back to campus since the summer. Um, you know, they, they, there's some there's a, there's a good pool of talent that's going to be here this weekend. And uh, Another couple of guys that won't be here, talked to Josh Petty a couple of times over the past week, said he couldn't make it in. He's a five-star kid, another one of the top talents in the class, told me, you know, his wrestling schedule and his 707 schedule will, will keep him from coming this weekend, but he does plan to come back in the spring. Um, so that's that's another one. And Zayari Addison is another guy who's looking to get back here in the spring. I think the coaches just stopped by in and checked on him yesterday, picked up an offer back there in the weekend of the Florida State game. So they're trying to do some work with these offensive linemen. 
want want to get a you know a much better start as opposed to what you've got in 2024. Interesting that you said that they have increased the offensive line pool. Is that were you about what was it too small last year? Has it been small? What what's sort of been the trend with that and and the increase for this year comparable to other seasons? You know, last if you go back to last year, you had the three you know in-state offensive linemen that Clemson made a big push for. Two on uh, all three of them end up going to South Carolina. You know, you, you put a lot of resources and effort into that, and kind of make those guys priority targets. And then when you don't hit on any of them it kind of puts you behind the eight ball. I don't think they wanted to have a repeat performance in this in this cycle. So, you you know, you expand the net a little bit, get a get a wider pool and get some more guys in here. And Clemson wants to take three, possibly four in this cycle. So, you obviously want to have a wider net anyways. I mean, and let's be honest, it all starts up front. You got to have your offensive line set. I mean, and I think it's great that they've got this many kids coming in this weekend. What are you hearing when you talk to recruits now about Matt Luke? What what sort of impact is he making uh, in all of this right now? You know, the one of the words that get used the most when I ask kids of their first impression of Matt Luke is personable. How personable he is. They all seem to like him. Um, th- this looks like it's going to be a home run hire for Clemson already this this soon out of the gate. Now, I think most of us anticipated that. Um, Clemson, again, they, they just, for whatever reason, struggled mightily on the recruiting trail when it came to offensive linemen in the last cycle. They, you know, you can't do that again. That's a big part of why he was brought in here. And the kids have really taken to him. The ones I've talked to anyway, they, they really seem to like him. He, he kind he, He's kind of got that personality, you know, a, a big personality that kind of draws these kids in. Certainly one that uh, uh, the kind of hierarchy like you said you expect to feel the impact very quickly, and, and it's, it looks like it's already uh, showing that. Uh, what are some other key positions coming in to junior day? Any other, uh, not, not just from a, just not from a, like a uh, individual standpoint, from a position standpoint, uh, do you think the Tigers need to, you know, showcase well and maybe come out on the, on the good end of things with some guys? Uh, maybe defensive end. Um, you know, Clemson's a little thin at defensive end. It's a position I thought they might would try to address in the portal. We've talked about that before. It wouldn't shock me if they did, you know, in the spring window, depending on what happens in the spring. But I think Clemson, you know, I think that end is another critical position of need in this 2025 class. And you, you got three, you know, defensive ends coming in and three big-time ones coming in, five-star Eliza Griffin, four-star Gary Wofford and four-star Bryce Davis. Those are three of the best pass rushers in this class. Um, that That is another critical position and need. Certainly, Jason, one of the areas where you see teams have success in recruiting is when other players in the class recruit and help recruit uh, additions to the class. Anybody coming in for junior day that's already committed that can help maybe that, that process and really connect with some of the guys who are still targets? Yeah, I think all of the commitments are, are expect all the 2025 commitments are expected to be in. If I'm not mistaken, all the ones I've touched base with said they were coming, and I think they're all going to be here. Blake Hebert's a guy that's pretty active on social media. The 2025 quarterback commit, you know, he especially when it comes to these offensive linemen. Um, he, I'm Gideon Davidson, the running back commit. He, he's active sometimes, but those are the two that kind of jump out at me 
off the top of my head with those kind of personalities that that will go out and do some recruiting for you from a player standpoint. Hebert Hebert just seems like one of those kids, kind of like David Ajamame was in the 2024 class that that wants to help try and attract more talent. You, you can tell by his social media presence, especially he, he's all over some of these offensive linemen sometimes. Jason Priester from AllComesToTigers.com joining us. Where are the Tigers at with offers right now for the what's the latest on the 2025 class? Where what kind of any idea where the numbers stand? Who are some of the latest? I actually had an offer go out last night to former Georgia commit Tay Harris. Um decommitted from Georgia on Sunday. I touched base with him for a minute over the weekend and he he, he told me he thought the offer was coming and sure enough the next day he announces it told me he plans to visit in the spring. That is the most recent offer. I don't have the number right in front of me as total offers, but, you know, it's, it's, it's on par with recent classes. Clemson's going to always be selective. Um, they're not going to hand out a bunch of offers. It's, it's just the way it is. You, you look at, say, wide receiver, for example. I don't know that any wide receivers are coming in here this weekend. You've already got Juju Preston on board. Um and you're not probably going to take but one more. I thought Cortez Mills, a four-star kid out of Florida, was going to be here this weekend. He originally told me he was going to be here, but he wasn't 100% sure. turns out he can't make it. He's aiming to get back on March 9th. But, you know, it's, when it comes to numbers, it's, it's, I think they got about 50, 52, something like that. It's typical, smaller pool. Clemson's always going to be very selective. You, you sort of mentioned this earlier, but I kind of want to get you more in-depth on this. Why is Junior Day important? For those who maybe not really quite sure what we're talking about, why is Junior Day a big deal for Clemson's next recruiting class? This is one of the biggest recruiting events Clemson puts on every year right now. You know, it kind of starts with Junior Day. They lay that foundation, and it's kind of the first step to kind of get kind of want them in an effort to draw you back for the big official visit weekend in June if you're a guy that's going to take your recruitment that far and start taking official visits in the summer. They want you to come here and get a firsthand experience, you know, of that culture, something you can't really do on when you come in for a quick game day visit. Coaches are busy and players are busy. You know, you come in here on a weekend like this where everything's dedicated to recruiting. They'll kind of roll out the red carpet for you, and you get a real sense of, the culture that Dabo Sweeney's kind of cultivated inside of that program, the family-like feel, the family first, and how much of a priority they put on those kinds of things. It's something you can't really, you know, you can't experience it on a game day visit always. you got to come in and spend some time um, inside the program and with the coaches on a personal level. And this this is a big deal this weekend, you know. Again, for guys that are going to, stretch it out and take it into the summer that they'll want to do what they can in an effort to draw them back. You know, they want to show them what Clemson has to offer and what they can offer them and hopefully find the right match. Well, it sure would have helped if Clemson basketball was playing Duke at home this weekend instead of <laughs> on the road. Uh, so they won't be able to, to partake in that. But what, what are some of the other things that you think they'll be, what are some of the things they'll be doing during junior day? What will they be showcasing them? Yeah, I want to say last year they did like a big scavenger hunt. I can't remember if that was the junior day or official visit weekend, but they do those kinds of things, you know, team building exercises, um, kind of put them together and see how let them bond and, and get closer. I thought the 2024 class was probably one of the most tightly knit classes 
that that I've kind of covered since I've been doing this, they just all seem real close and it real tightly knit. And it comes from these kind of weekends where these guys spend a lot of time together. They'll, again, they'll do some team, some types of team building activities, like for example, a scavenger hunt or whatever, play basketball, um, have dinner together. Dabo Sweeney will give them a big speech about the program, state of the program, and those kind of things. You know, again, it all goes back to that culture, and these coaches want to experience that culture up close and personal. Jason, we're still a month or so away from the start of spring ball. Is there anything just in terms of the, the team you're monitoring or keeping an eye on or have any questions about uh, heading into, you know, what will be, I guess, the official, unofficial start of the 2024 season? I'm, You know, for me, one of the biggest things heading into the spring is I'll go back to defensive end. I'm very curious to see how things work out there outside. Of, we, you know you got T.J. Parker slotted into one of those spots. But behind him, it's wide open. You know, does one of the young guys like A.J. Hoffer step up and seize the opportunity or an older veteran like Cade, Cade Denhoff or maybe a guy like Caden Story who we saw taking reps at in during bowl practice? I think it's one of the more intriguing storylines as we head to spring. What Clemson's going to do at in? Do they decide they need to go to the portal and grab one for next season? Uh, that might not be a question we know the answer to until after spring. Mm. Yeah, you're right about that. Wrapping up things here with beat writer and director of recruiting, Jason Priester, and you can follow him on X at JP underscore Priester, and I highly encourage you to do that, especially with Junior Day. Jason, I'm sure you'll have you'll have a lot of rehash and recaps and, and talking to a lot of guys coming out of Junior Day uh, early next week. Is that the plan? Absolutely. I will try to touch base as many guys as I can after the weekend's over. I always like hearing – stories of what they actually did and, and how the visit went absolutely well we will keep track of that and follow you make sure you go to com. jason thank you for your time as always my friend we'll catch up with you down the road always a pleasure brad brad appreciate it yep thank you jason best of luck too. keeping track of uh, what's gonna be a wild junior day over at clemson but jason does a really good job and i'm glad he was able to join us today I want to tell you about our good friends over at Everlon Independent Living. If you or a loved one is looking to make a transition in life, you just you don't really want to live on your own anymore. Uh, you need you know help. It's it's hard to keep a house going. It's hard to clean. It's hard to do maintenance and things. That the older you get, uh, you don't have to worry about that at Everlon. They take care of everything for you: concierge services, housekeeping services, two chef prepared meals a day, and then all the activities that go on in the community there at Everlon Living. It's a great place to be. Go check out their website, everlonliving.com. They'll bring in, get you a free tour, get you set up, see all that they have to offer, meet a lot of the great people who work there, who live there, and get a sense of it. It's for adults 55 and up. Uh, a lot of their residents in their 70s and 80s, you still want that independence of, of living life on your own, but you get luxury, thoughtful design, beautiful aesthetics. It's all there at Everlon Living. Dot com. Check out their website today. When we return, we'll get into maybe a little Clemson here. Why don't we touch on some college basketball with the Tigers having the off week. I'll take a look at where things stand. Plus, we've got our good friend Will Palachik coming up in Hour 3. You don't want to miss that to talk some Panthers. Don't go anywhere. Calling all coffee lovers. The Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand. They are currently offering three different flavors, Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold, and trust me, 
They're all delicious and a great way to start your morning. Purchase yours today. It'll make a difference. Buy online at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on Calhoun Memorial Highway. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. Do, 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 do. Hey, what you gonna do when you gotta pee? You're gonna call Royal Flush at 238-8800. We've got your porta potties. We've got your event trailers too. Call Royal Flush at 864-238-8800 or visit them online at royalflushtoiletrental.com. We'll even pump your septic tank for you. Call Royal Flush because we're the king and queen of clean. So what have you gotta do, 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 do? Call Royal Flush. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night bites. Only at Twin Peaks. Start the year off in a brand new Bronco Sport from George Coleman Ford and Travelers West with prices as low as $32,395 and special rates as low as 0.9% for 60 months. You'll be the envy of your friends in your new George Coleman Ford Bronco Sport. In business for over 90 years and led by the fourth generation, Broncos cost less than Travelers West at George Coleman Ford. With approved credit, offer good through April 2nd, 2024. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered sleep designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. New Year, New You. You've been thinking about it, I know, because I was there too. I thought about it for years, and then I did it, and within a few weeks, dropped some big pounds, and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now, and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com Rely on Enviro Mulch for all of your outdoor needs. They have an assortment of mulch, riverstone, dirt, sand, gravel, straw, and more. Enviro Mulch will make your yard look amazing during the colder months ahead. Order at EnviroMulchOnline.com. Hey guys, it's time to reclaim that alpha feeling. If you've been feeling sluggish, carrying extra weight, or missing a step in the bedroom, it's time for a change. Book an appointment today at Low Country Mail. Our concierge testosterone replacement therapy plans start at just $220 a month, covering testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We also offer growth hormone replacement and top-notch anti-aging plans. Let's make men men again. Book today at lowcountrymail.com. 
when it's time to replace your roof. There are so many things to consider, from the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. The Roar, your home for all things analytics and salary cap analysis. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the Roar, it's the press box of Brad and John. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Jason Priester. Enjoyed that conversation. Junior Day, a big deal for the Tigers coming up this weekend in recruiting. Interesting that he said there, and I, I assume this, but I, I wanted to hear him say it. That all, I think he said, what, all seven of the commits are expected to be on campus this weekend. John, there's no greater recruiting tool than having people within the own class, the peers of your your targets being on campus and helping facilitate the recruiting process. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was a monumental weekend for, for Clemson. And I, I'm excited about starting the 2025 class, like in terms of following it and trying to figure out, you know, because normally this is about the time when I start paying attention to this year's class. Yeah. Is the first junior day when you kind of see who the, the list of names that Clemson really wants to seek out to go attract. This is kind of like my starting point. So I'm very excited about getting into recruiting uh, for the 25 class. What did you think about what Jason had to say, the dividends of bringing in Matt Luke already being felt? Oh, I mean, b- to be able to get David Sanders on campus this weekend is m- monumental. Do you think, I mean, well, you can't say that you wouldn't have gotten him on campus without Matt Luke, but it didn't look like that was going to be the case. It didn't look like that was going to be the case. Yeah. 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 So it's it's certainly helping showing his impact, um, do, I mean, do you think Matt Luke wasn't in the game? I mean, he's only out of the game for a couple of years. Two seasons, yeah. So it's not like he's got to readjust to, to learning how to how to do this again. No, and yeah, maybe the individual players may not know him because, yeah, the last time they were, you know, he was coached, they were, what, freshmen in high school, eighth graders, freshmen in high school. Right. But all their coaches at their high schools know who Matt Luke is. That's a great point. Plus, he can, you know, the Clemson brand is huge, and he can say, hey, I, uh, yeah, I coached at Georgia. I coached at Ole Miss. coached around the SEC. I know what talent is. You've got it. I want to bring you in. Okay. Yeah, that, that checks out. Uh, you're right. The, the credentials of Matt Luke uh, and those he's been associated with certainly helping. So we'll see what it turns out coming up on uh, on Monday and next week. And we'll follow Jason Priest. Maybe we'll get him back on next week if we can try to break down some of the positives that came out of of this weekend again it's not the end-all be-all no it doesn't end the recruiting process it's really the big the big push to start like jason said it helps you line up the guys to come in during the summer when they will make their commitments correct yeah junior day for people to understand you're not trying to get 12 commitments on on saturday or sunday you're laying the foundation for the summer so that then you can land the commitments. Is that the best way to put Correct. it? Correct, yeah. You, you start with the junior day, then you bring guys in for spring practices on their spring breaks and things like that, and then you try to line up the official visit in June. Yep. And then hope to have a declaration made before season starts. You have followed recruiting a long, long time. 
for Clemson and just in general. Yeah. Does this year, does this class, is the does everything, does it feel different to you than it has the last couple of years? It certainly feels different along the offensive line. I feel like Matt Luke is just, I don't know if it's in terms of like the amount of offers that have been doled out or there just seems to be a different buzz. And I think part of it too is what you've seen out of last year's recruiting class. Yeah, a lot of guys. <laughs> We've gone through it. An enormous amount of players helped out in, in 2023 from that class. And the opportunities will continue to be there. Yep. Uh, so there's there's probably a lot of room to grow. I, to me, there, there feels like a different, there's a different sense of, well, Clemson may get a couple of guys on campus, but they're not going to get them. They might, I think they're actually going to get some of these guys. I think they will, yeah. And obviously, like you said, it won't be on Monday when we're coming in here and we're breaking down six new commits to the Tigers. I don't think that's the case. Now, you have seen in years past guys who will commit after the junior day, not like, you know, by Monday, but within the next like 10 days to two weeks following. I believe Noah Dixon, the safety, did it last year coming off the junior day, was pretty quickly afterwards he committed to the Tigers. Yeah, you, you might get a couple, but I think a lot of these guys are still building that relationship with Luke. Oh, definitely. Oh, I, I would be floored if Clemson came out of this weekend with any commitment under Matt Luke. Do you know what his what his area is? What his region? Do they still no, do that? I, they do, but I don't know what his region is okay. specifically. Like, did he inherit Thomas Austin's just one for one, or did they kind of reshuffle the deck based on where he has been? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure we know that yet, but I'd be very curious to figure that out. I think there's some impact going on there. It just feels like it. Coming up in top of the next hour, we're going to have our good friend Will Palachik from WFNZ join us to break down the Panthers and their GM hire, as well as where they are with the coaching hire, the process, and sort of reformatting the front office there. So stay tuned for that. And the big trade from the uh, Hornets side. was actually reading some more into that trade while you were talking to Jason. Uh, it looks like they are going to be moving off of Kyle Lowry almost immediately. Okay. This it's like more just it's get the salary dump and get a 2027 first round pick. Okay, that that's important to get a especially get with the way pick. kind of Miami is kind of trending going all in on the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. That maybe could be something beneficial down the road. But yes, yeah, down I, the road, yeah. I think it is a it's a move to get Rogier's contract off the books, and they'll do a sign and trade or they'll just wave them. They'll they'll find a way to get Lowry will get to pick his next team. He okay. I don't think he ever plays for Charlotte. All right, we'll, we'll get some updates on that coming up just a little bit from. Will Palachik. Stay tuned for that. 654 Roar, you want to get in? Let's go to Delvin. He's up next. Hey, Delvin, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Doing well. Well, well Brad, you was right. I got to give you credit about Kennedy Apollo uh, and his office coordinator. He went straight from Trooper Austin to the run and shoot with his <laughs> office coordinator. Yeah, they, that was, I think that was uh, by very much design that he wanted to. Uh, do a more recruitable to the West Coast kind of offense, if that makes sense. Yeah, you would, you would straight run and shoot with that team, but mm -hmm. that's good. I think that's a good hire for him, though, really. Um, but what about what's going on in Arizona? The crazies. You let your AD hire the new head coach, and then you fired him like, like a week later. Yeah, that was weird. We're going to find out a lot more here in the next coming days as to what's happened there. Um, they're doing some kind of financial audits of the Arizona Athletic Department. And they have um, messed up the funds, I think, is a very uh, loose way to put that. So th this was not a th – something happened to – This was not a disciplinary thing? I think this was nah, where there like nine uh, figures in the yeah. hole. Yeah, John, John is right. It's, about, it's more about financial it's, – it's Not a financial scandal, just, just something – Poor money management. 
poor money measurement. Oh, we can all relate to that. Yeah, but that's why they say, and then they try to blame him for not having built a uh, work out jet fish contract. Which I don't, which I don't blame him. You need to blame him for being in the Big 12, not going to the Big 10, because, you know, the Big 10 making more money, so I don't blame him for that. And, uh, guys, uh, I would give you a, uh, uh, Brad, can you give me a crystal ball? How, how long do you think this, uh, Jim Howard situation is going to last? Do you think it's over in the next couple of days so Michigan and L.A. Chargers will know? Is he going to head coach, stay at Michigan or go to Chargers or what? Yeah, I, thanks, Devin, for the call. I appreciate you getting in. I feel like this is going to be resolved this week with I, with the Chargers. I feel like they're the they're the next team to make a move, and it'll be resolved whether they move off of Harbaugh or he moves off of them or whatever. I, I think we'll know in the next three days. I am done predicting timelines on NFL coaching. Yeah. Fair, because I've just been nothing but wrong. That's also true. You have been. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I I think I think we're getting close to. I think Michigan's sort of pushing for some re- some resolve on this too, don't you? Some resolution to this. Well, yeah, they have to at some point, right? Uh, I mean, we're we're almost halfway through the Alabama transfer window. Well, they they need to know: Are you going to recruit? Or are you going to go to the NFL? Because well, the, it's it's season, it's recruiting season. It's very important right now. Now, if Harbaugh leaves and they promote from within, the Michigan players will still get the thirty day window to enter the portal. I believe so. Another window. <laughs> Another window. I mean, can think about it. If he takes through the weekend into next week, we're in the 27th, 28th, 29th yeah. of the month. Yeah. The classes have been started. Agree. Uh, do you like the hire that was made by uh, San Jose State to bring in Craig uh, Stutzman to be the offensive coordinator? I don't know much about Craig uh, and his body of work. <laughs> Um, but I do think, you know, we talked about it yesterday. I He's worked a lot of places. A lot of places. Uh, came from Texas State. Okay. Good offense there. This past year. There's, yeah. there's been a lot of years where it was a very bad offense. Well, he was um, only there for this past year. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. Um, he used to be the OC in, in Washington State. Okay. Back in 2020 and 2021. Okay. Uh, it, it makes some sense. Hawaii. Ran their offense for a few years, or helped run their offense for a few years. I think it, you know, laying out his resume like that really emphasizes the point you were talking about earlier of how he wants, they want, Kenny Amatololo wanted to hire somebody who could recruit that region well. Yes. And would create an offense that recruits in that region would want to go play in. All of that tracks. Makes a lot of sense. It does. It does. I think, I think that was the right move. I think it was, the, I think it was just the right move by hiring Kenny Amatololo there. We'll see. We'll see. I don't, would you rather? I mean, it's a proven commodity, Brad. Would you rather just had a no-name coordinator <laughs> or a retread head coach? No, if I you missed think, any of that conversation. The RoarFM.com. Again, I, I think he's a a smart, good leader. Will give them uh, some good foundational stuff to to be a uh, competitive program. We'll, we'll see if it holds true. He's got to recruit. You just got to get. You know, you don't. Have, you're not going to get five stars in San Jose State. Not what I mean. You got to evaluate and get the guys that you know other people don't want, uh, and you got to keep guys home there on the West Coast. Maybe they fall through the cracks, don't get don't get picked up by USC or UCLA or whatever. You got to be there to get those. Guys. Or those guys who go to those schools and realize I don't want to be on a cross country flight to Rutgers in Maryland all the time. I want to stay back home. Yeah. I think that's one of those jobs where guys who are going to leave the West Coast to go play Power Five ball. It's what we talked about a lot with the schools in the Sun Belt. You're in a prime opportunity for guys who didn't. Land at whatever school it didn't work to come back. I know, but it's going to be hard recruiting in ACC country too. 
It's going to be tough out there in ACC land. Victor and Greenville's up next. Hey, Victor. Hey, guys. Hope you're uh, doing well. Love the show, as always. Um, Thank you. I was just going to tell you, one of my very best friends uh, grew up in Oxford, lives in Oxford, played at Ole Miss, and the Matt Luke news no sooner broke than he texted me. He said, man, he said, Clemson just scored the big win. And uh, evidently, Matt Luke's wife is an Oxford uh, resident, grew up there too. And so my friend's dad was the pastor at their wedding, and evidently they know each other quite well. And he just thinks it's the best thing Clemson's done in years. So, you know, that that was encouraging to me. And I've heard you guys talking this morning on the, you know, the um, recruit camp and all that. And I think Matt Luke's going to be the win. I, I really believe he is. Um, just from the sound of it sounds like he's really going to be the winner a um, couple of other things you know I'm kind of a macro watcher not a micro watcher guy and a couple of observations on watching a lot of games this weekend first off I've seen a lot of quarterbacks underneath center over this weekend as opposed to in the shotgun or something uh, wonder what your thoughts were on that and why that is coming back and then I watched a lot of balls batted down by the defense, and here's what it makes me wonder. You know, back in the day, you could just run and just hit the quarterback and crush him and, you know, knock him out of the game. You know the old school way of playing, right? Well, now, in the new school way, which I'm not saying is bad, do you think these guys are just hanging back a little? Because it just seems like the last year or two, maybe, there's been way more balls batted down by the defense when the quarterback was trying to pass. And yeah. so those are my comments. I'll take them off the air Thank and uh, love the show. Appreciate you getting yeah. in. Thank you for the kind of words. There is a schematic, I don't know if a change, but they're, they are taught this now. This is not a by chance thing. Uh, if, if, if Really what you're taught, if you don't get that initial push, if you're not in the backfield, then get that hand up. If the swim and the punch and the counter and all those different pass rush moves don't work, get your hands up. Well, really, it's the initial move. Whatever yeah. your initial move is, if it doesn't work and you're not in the backfield, start eyeing the quarterback and try to time it with your hands. It's become an emphasis in teaching defensive line play over the last several years. What about the quarterback under center? I also think that's about? something that has just stayed in the NFL more so than college. Yeah, and, and I mean... Offenses are trying to be more and more multiple nowadays. And so you're giving teams different looks. Some teams really, really like to still operate very much under center. The Eagles do it a, a great deal. Uh, they're not in the playoffs anymore. Uh, Buffalo will do it to sort of kind of help uh, set up their run game a little bit better. I mean, believe it or not, Buffalo became a running team. Buffalo didn't throw it well the last half of the season. They became a running team. So it's just sort of kind of what you're – what you're trying to do and you can, obviously you can play action a lot out of that i i just don't think the play action zone read stuff works nearly as much in the nfl as they try to do it in college coming up next will Pelagic wfnz don't go anywhere wccp fm 105.5 clemson greenville anderson waht am 1560 cowpens 97.5 spartanburg